Welcome to another vital message from Pastor Ron Hammonds, Senior Pastor of Golden Triangle Church on the Rock in Southeast Texas. We're so glad you're joining us. For more information about Golden Triangle Church on the Rock Ministries, visit our website, cotr.com. Enjoy the word. All right. Happy Mother's Day again from America. You know, in America, we do so many things to celebrate certain days. Have y'all noticed that? I mean, there's a day for everything. I don't know if you've realized it, but we choose a day uh, in, in America. We choose a day to observe, to celebrate, to remember, and, 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 and we make, you know, each day almost seem special. We feel uh, uh, if something is worth celebrating, then we want to go ahead and give it a day. Uh, I happen to look up on our calendar, our United States Ob- Observances calendar, Okay. And uh, just for a few of the days that we celebrate, of course, most of you know that January the 1st, we call it New Year's Day. We celebrate New Year's. I mean, that's, that's not a big deal. But do you also know it's also National Hangover Day? <laughs> Interesting, huh? January the 2nd is National Science Fiction Day. Uh, interesting, huh? And it's also National Buffet Day. You can go to the buffet and, and, and celebrate national science fiction. January the 6th, I love this one. I missed it. I, 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 I hate I missed it. It's National Cuddle Up Day. Now, when I printed these out, there were 57, one on each line, 57 pages of days that we have assigned in America for special events. And I just went ahead and put it in my notes. I put the, uh, uh, the, the, the website up there in case you wanted to check it out and see all these weird days. And uh, you, you'll need two R's in calendar, okay? Uh, calendar.com, United States Observances 2021. Well, April the 15th, normally known as Income Tax Day. Uh, we, we, we've changed it. It's now it's National High Five Day. <laughs> It's also National Laundry Day for some of you. You know, you know, uh, you know, punch someone and say he's talking about you. National Laundry Day, okay? Uh, also, May the 18th will be National No Dirty Dishes Day. That's true. It's a nationwide observance of no dirty dishes on May the 18th. Isn't that good? You know, if you keep up with this schedule, I went through the whole thing. You know, your house will be completely cleaned somewhere, uh, you know, probably by late November. (laughs) May the 21st is take a memo day. Okay? I would appreciate it if someone would write that down, jot that down and remind me. Okay, but you have to wait, I guess, till that day to take a memo. Uh, June the 8th, National Call Your Doctor Day. Yeah, did you know that? Yeah, amazing, National Call Your Doctor Day. So uh, if you get a lot of calls on that day, you'll know why. I think really they should have moved it to a different date. They should have put it on June the 24th because June the 24th is National Work From Home Day. That way you'd already be at the house. So that when you called your doctor, you would have all the records that you need and you answer all the questions. I think they could have co-located that one together. And why is it a national uh, work from home day? Why? Because three days earlier on June the 21st, it's national take your cat to work day. (laughs) 
And I'm imagining if everybody takes their cat to work on the 21st, by the 24th it's going to be pretty smelly at work, and so you need to work from home. Also, I want you all to know that uh, I'm going to be pretty busy on Sunday, August the 1st, if you would like to jot that down. First, first of all, it's Sunday. You know, I'm busy on Sundays, but it's also American Family Day. But it's also National Girlfriend Day, so I'm not sure how I'm going to juggle both of these. <laughs> but there'll be plenty of room at the table because it's also national, uh, World Child-Free Day. So there'll be no children at the table, but just a girlfriend and a family wife. And it's also Sister's Day, National Sister's Day. I'm, I'm not sure which one of those conversations I'm going to get to get into. Uh, it kind of be a little confusing, but it's also National Scout Scarf, Wear Your Scout Scarf Day. I won't be the one with the scarf, but I will be the one biting my nails. Okay. <laughs> August the 17th, National Black Cat Appreciation Day. You would have thought they would have put that on October 31st, wouldn't you? I guess that black cat gets two days. I don't know. Hey, and did everyone get the memo from last year? You know, January the 21st was National Squirrel Appreciation Day. Remember, National Squirrel Appreciation who does this? This is nationwide. No worries, though. You still have time. On May the 21st, you can take another memo to save this date because July the 13th is National Cow Appreciation Day. Yeah. I know you all all appreciate that. In case you missed it, April the 23rd is Talk Like Shakespeare Day. May the 1st, Global Love Day. It's wonderful because that same day is also No Pants Day. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> wow. Here's something for some of us to look forward to. July the 25th this year will be a, hire, a, a National Hire a Veteran Day. There's only one problem with this. I looked it up. And that is July the 25th, National Hire a Veteran Day, is on a Sunday this year. And most corporate offices are closed on Sunday, so I guess us veterans can't really look forward to a better job this year. You know, I mean, you don't do a lot of hiring on Sundays. I think that was an oversight, but... Uh, <laughs> wow. And you can wait till September 11th for the National Make Your Bed Day. Some of you need to write that one down. <laughs> Okay. And, <laughs> please, don't, please don't ask a stupid question until September the 28th. September the 28th is Ask a Stupid Question Day. I really think that should have been like a month long. Or maybe it could have covered the election season. Yeah. <laughs> As you can tell... We Americans love to set aside days to observe. As I said, 57 typewritten one-line pages. Double two observances on each line. 57 pages. 
of days that we as Americans have set aside to observe something, you know, uh, to remember something, to celebrate something, even if it's ludicrous. Uh, I suppose we put it on the calendar so we won't forget to at least think about it one time a year. Especially the important things like May the 6th, National Day of Prayer. You know, we do need a nation to come together in prayer, but I'm hoping it's not the only day we pray. July the 4th, Independence Day. You know, some things are very important to celebrate. November the 25th, Thanksgiving Day, a day that we appreciate all that God has given to us as a family, as a nation, as a people. And then today, of course, May the 9th, Mother's Day. Perhaps some things really do deserve to be celebrated, observed, to be remembered. Mother's Day is one of those. But as other things that are important, I'm hoping that we don't just celebrate our mothers one day each year. Where would we be if God had not given us mothers to love and nurture and care for us? Every day should be Global Mother Appreciation Day. There's something special about our mothers, and nowhere do we see the importance of a mother more than in the Bible, and especially in the life of Jesus Christ. So if you would this morning, turn with me to John chapter 19. We're going to take a look at our Mother's Day message from Jesus this morning. In John the 19th chapter, this moment we're about to look at is a moment when Jesus is hanging on the cross of Calvary. He is there between two thieves, and there are multitudes of people gathered around watching, laughing, mocking, jeering. As he's hanging on the cross, we get to chapter 25. He's in his, excuse me, verse 25. He's in his last few moments on the cross of Calvary. He's been hanging on this cross now, nailed to the cross for six hours. The last three hours it's been dark and people have been gathering and, and watching the agony and watching the torture and watching the pain. In John chapter 19, a few moments before Jesus dies, verse 25 says, Now there stood by the cross of Jesus his mother and his mother's sister, Mary the wife of Clopas and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing by, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour that disciple took her to his own home. After this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the Scripture might be fulfilled, said, I thirst. Now a vessel full of sour wine was sitting there, and they filled a sponge with sour wine and put it on hyssop and put it to his mouth. So when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, it is finished. And bowing his head, he gave up his spirit. 
The Gospels give us pictures all throughout Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John of the earthly life and ministry of Jesus. And during the earthly life and ministry of Jesus, from the year that he was about 30 years old until 33 and a half, Jesus had the privilege to interact with quite a number of wonderful women, women who served him, women who were critical to his life and critical to his ministry. It was an elderly woman named Anna that first comes on the scene in Jerusalem when Jesus is eight days old. And there she prophesies over him and talks about him being the answer, the one that God confirmed him as Messiah. There were also three key wealthy women. You can read in Luke 8 who followed Jesus throughout his three and a half years of ministry. And the Bible says that they ministered to him and by implication to the disciples of their substance. What does that mean? That means they paid the bills. They paid the ministry bills. They were wealthy women as the Bible records, Luke 8.3. It was a woman of questionable morals who met Jesus at Jacob's well. You remember the Samaritan woman. We spoke of her recently. Who became a dynamic witness for him. Even though she was most likely an outcast in her community, because she met Jesus, she went and gave testimony to the whole city, and people turned out and gave their lives to this Messiah. A young woman who was caught in the act of adultery was used as a pawn trying to trick Jesus as the Pharisees brought her to the temple and cast her at his feet and demanded to know if she should be stoned or not according to the law. And there we see how God used this woman and her situation to reveal the heart, to reveal the forgiveness, to reveal the love and the care and the hope that Christ has for our future. A woman willingly gave her costly perfume to anoint Jesus for burial against the complaints of even his disciples. There she came and with her alabaster box of perfumed ointment, and there she poured it on his head. God used a sick woman in the city of Capernaum who had been sick for years and spent everything that she had to draw upon the faith, to show us that we too can touch Jesus and virtue will come from him by our faith. As Jesus told her, your faith has made you whole. It was a woman who pleaded with her husband. Her husband was Pontius Pilate. His wife pleaded with him to not dare harm this man, Jesus. She had had a dream the night before. God had spoke to her in a dream as she went then to her husband and asked for him to have mercy on this man. But Pilate did not. He bowed to the demands of the crowd. A woman out of whom Jesus had cast seven devils followed him so appreciative she served him and was found with him at the very end and beyond even after his dead body is placed in the tomb 
There she prepares and comes early as soon as she could. It was a woman, Mary Magdalene, to whom Jesus appeared first after he had been resurrected and called her to be this go-and-tell evangelist. Go and tell my disciples that I am alive. A few weeks ago, during our Easter Sunday service, I shared something that was very interesting to me. How that at no time in the Gospels did any woman ever oppose Jesus. Did any woman ever take any action against him, accuse him, or threaten him, or treat him with malice or disdain? No woman ever did Jesus any direct harm to his body, to his reputation. The recorded enemies of Jesus were always and only men. How interesting is that? Women are survivors. They are peacemakers. They are kind. They are gentle. They are motherly. They are good, true, loyal, selfless servants. That's what God has placed in their heart. They join themselves and give themselves to serve the needs of others that God has chosen for them. Family, friends, communities. When God took the rib from Adam and fashioned Eve, he gave woman a grace for family. And that is often seen in their tempered sacrifice as they personally give themselves to meet the desires and the needs of others caring loving what a wonderful gift god has given mankind mothers god given mothers whether biological foster mothers adoptive or spiritual mothers do you know mothers just need to know that you're going to be okay the Gospel of John records these last moments of Jesus hanging on the cross before his death. Will you read them with me just one more time and let's see what Jesus is telling us. John 19, again verse 25. Now there stood by the cross of Jesus his mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. There was Mary, Mary, and Mary. <laughs> Interesting, huh? When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing by, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. And he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour, that disciple took her to his own home. Now, Imagine with me for just a moment. Okay. Imagine what was going on at the cross in that moment. Here Jesus is suspended between heaven and earth. There is a crowd around him. Multitudes, perhaps thousands upon thousands. Some of them are making fun of Jesus. Some of them are laughing at him. Some of them are accusing him. Some of them have spit on him. Some of them are mocking him and, and making fun of him. And, and, you know, and, and not only that crowd, but there's also a crowd of onlookers that are just there for the excitement of seeing someone tortured and seeing someone crucified. 
Not only is Jesus being crucified, but two others, the thieves on either side. No doubt their friends and their family are there. And their accusers and the ones that they stole from, seeking justice. Can you imagine how many people there are? How many thoughts there are? How many noises there are? Can you imagine how loud it was? And still those who were the friends and the family of those being crucified, brokenhearted and, and watching what was going on. And, and they're knowing that death is about to take their loved one away from them. On top of that, imagine what Jesus is seeing. He's not just seeing this natural crowd, but no doubt he is peering into the heavens where hordes of demons and devils are so excited and watching because now they have the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, this Son of God, captured and nailed to a cross in agony. He is defeated. Can you imagine the laughing and the shouting and, and the joyful jubilation of all the hordes of demonic demons? And there's a great cloud of witnesses. No doubt Moses and Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. No doubt just, just, just you know, thousands upon tens of thousands of heavenly citizens that are watching as heaven and hell, the plans look like they are unfolding. Angels, holy angels, Michael no doubt standing at the ready with his sword waiting upon the call of Jesus because he could have called 10,000 angels and they are at the ready waiting for him to say come and deliver me and they would have destroyed the earth for the Son of God. And also there in Jesus' mind, in his heart, all of these other things going on, no doubt, open heavens were, 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 were something that he peered into and realized. But he also looked across eternity. And as he hung up on that cross, he looked into lives, into minds, into hearts. And he took your sin upon himself. The millions of people that must have been the billions of people that must have been with him in that moment coming to a final close i was with him i was there when they crucified my lord i was in christ and crucified with him can you imagine all that was going on in the mind of Christ in that moment? And then, just moments before his death, he must have opened his eyes. And there, he saw his mother. The world stopped. When Jesus saw his mother, it just stopped. The Bible says, now there stood by the cross, Mary, Mary, and Mary. 
One, as we understand, was perhaps, uh, you know, his mother's sister. Maybe she was more like his sister, some imagine. Another was a friend who he had cast seven devils out of and had served him and, and was there with him, loyal to the end. But then there was his mother. When Jesus saw his mother, everything else stopped. And he gave his full attention. Can you imagine how loud it must have been for him? Can you imagine all? And he had taken upon him the sins of the world. He had, he had, he had, you know, it, it was for all practical purposes finished. And he was filled with all the sins of the world. The Bible says his visage, his, 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 his countenance, his image was so marred that he was not even recognizable in anguish and pain. There he took upon himself the sins. And then he saw his mother. And everything else faded. The world stopped when Jesus saw his mother in need. What did she need? Well, what did Jesus need? Do you know what Jesus needed in that moment? He needed to know his mom was going to be okay. Do you know what she needed? She needed to know that her son was going to be okay. That's why Jesus stopped the world. That's why he took time to say, Mom, John's going to take care of you now. John, let her mother you. Jesus knew Mary would need someone to mother. Mothers do. Mothers need someone to care for. Someone to take care of. Mothers need to have that value that God placed in them fulfilled whether biologically, adoptive, spiritual, foster, friendships. Mothers need to know that the ones that God has put in their heart, that they're going to be okay. And they're going to be okay because I'm here. Perhaps you might be a Mary this morning. Maybe you have been given that gift and there's someone in your heart that God has given that you feel the care of. Or perhaps this morning you might be like John. You see, people are chosen by God to be given under the care of others. 
John may not have needed a mother as much as Mary needed a son. Every child needs a God-given mother, and every mother needs a God-given child. Where do you fit into God's plan today? What is it that God is calling you to do today? In light of this special moment that we have set aside, and don't forget, you know, it's more than just one day. But perhaps today, one of the greatest gifts that you could give a mother would be to let her be your mother. God-given. Doesn't have to mean that you know, like my mom, my mom's in heaven. I'm so appreciative of my mom. But do you know how many mothers I have? <laughs> so many. And they need me. They need me. I want to be that John for Jesus. Now, I'm going to encourage you to realize that no man ever loved his mother more than Jesus. That no man ever cared for his mother more than Jesus. That no man ever gave the time that his mother deserved more than Jesus. And Jesus is my example. I have a renewed commitment after studying this word for this, this sermon that I'm going to pay special attention to the needs of others. I want to be what God wants me to be. Oh, I wish my mom was here. I sure would love to just sit and let her mother me. And I'm going to stop feeling like I'm being treated wrong when somebody begins to mother me. I'm going to chuckle a little bit <laughs> and I'm going to realize I'm meeting a need just like Jesus did. Thanks again for joining us for another relevant word from Pastor Ron Hammonds. Visit cotr.com and subscribe to our social media platforms to stay up to date. As well, Receive more encouraging messages from our pastor and details of the work we're doing both in our community and communities like ours around the world. Today and every day, God bless.